this episode. Vika is the country head for Mars in Poland. He spent his days listening to his small pocket radio and he learned the language by listening. And someone who was ready to invest in his new e-commerce startup. And this is how Alibaba was created. And his business Alibaba, I think, is worth more than Facebook and processes goods more than eBay and Amazon altogether. And it's okay to fail. It doesn't mean you're not good. Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Callahan, And hi, everybody. I'm Mark Shank. And we've got a special guest with us today on the podcast um, who's going to share a business story that you might be able to put in your own story banks. And so I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Victoria Abramova. Hey, welcome. Hi, everyone. I had to get like, so, yeah, the, so, the clapping machine going there. Yeah, yeah. But we have the like in the TV studios. Clap, applause. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Um, all right. So uh, everyone calls uh, Vicar encourages people to call her Vicar as opposed to um, Victoria. So we'll be uh, adopting the uh, and and being Australians, we love nicknames like we love them. So this works well for us. Now. Uh, Vika is the country head for Mars in Poland. And I first met Vika in 2021 uh, before she became the country head for Poland. And I can try and embarrass Vika now because last year uh, she was awarded the most inspiring leadership storyteller in Poland. So, um, and wow. that trophy. Yeah. So, um, you know, high expectations here, Vika. No pressure. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, John. Hey, yeah, good to see you. Now, we are, I guess, we like to get straight into the story, right? And so that way we can chat about it. So I'm going to throw it over to you, Vicar, and uh, yeah, take us away. So again, welcome everyone and uh, really, really honored to be with you today. So I'm a loyal listener of the podcast. So and already expectations are really high, but uh, I also want to uh, to tell something interesting to all the listeners because storytelling is really an important part of my day and my business life. So, uh, so let's go. So I don't know. What you know about China in the 1960s, early 60s, so at the rise of the Communist Party, that there is one thing that I know, that in 1964, a little boy named Mayun was born in the busy city of Hangzhou, so in Eastern China. And his parents were musicians or music teachers, so you can imagine that was not one of the wealthiest families in a 10 million city. Mm. So, um, but Mayun was quite a curious boy. Little interest in music probably, but a lot of curiosity in languages. So especially English language. So he spent his days listening to his small pocket radio and he learned the language by listening. So at the age of 12, 
He was doing a ride on his old little bike of around 27 kilometers to an international hotel in the city to speak to foreign tourists, just to practice the language <laughs> and you know, also to give them a little bit of uh, tour, guiding tours around the city he loved. So uh, um, he was not particularly talented in academics. So uh, he failed his primary school exam twice. I think he also failed in the middle school three times. So, but he he always remained quite determined to continue his studies and to, you know, to pursue the dreams. He continued to learn English. So uh, I told the guy was Mayung, but we can also call him Jack because that was the name that was given to him by a tourist that just found hard to remember Chinese names. So for the simplicity of the story, Jack, now on, so he was at the age of 18, tried again to uh, enter the uh, National Chinese College and he scored only one point in mathematics. <laughs> so you can imagine not a real success, but didn't manage to get there. So, But he didn't give up. The next year, the following year, he tried again, and he scored 19 points. So I think the passing score is always around 95. So pretty, pretty far. And despite the opposition of his family, despite everything he heard around, he went for it for the third time. So when he tried, he scored 89 on the third year, but still not enough to get there. So you can. So I always think it's you know uh, something that probably can let people uh, not down, but discourage definitely. But not in the case of Jack. So uh, uh, not only in academics, I think just in general, he was not such a lucky boy. So uh, uh, later on, when KFC entered China, so. Uh, uh, in his city, they were recruiting and they were looking for 23 uh, young boy or uh, students to, to work in KFC. So, and he, uh, they had 24 people applied, 23 got the job, he didn't. Oh, so, <laughs> he, he tried to go to the police service. So, four people applied, three got it, he didn't. So, so, uh, every time he was rejected. So um, that he never gave up on his dreams. So and he eventually still got accepted to the uh, to his city normal university because he, he was so good in English and he really excelled in his English studies. So even after this university success, so he faced further challenges. So he applied to Harvard Business School. Guess how many times? 10 times. Oh, no. And he never succeeded. So he was rejected. But one thing that he kept repeating to himself was, we keep fighting, we keep changing ourselves, and we never complain. And then in 1995, Jack Ma visited finally the United States for a government project related to highway construction. So I think his, his English was English and Chinese was pretty useful in that case. And during this trip, that was the first time he saw a computer. And he 
understood and he experienced what internet is. So uh, they, they, these things were pretty rare at China at this time. So uh, first it was extremely costly and internet and email didn't even exist there. So he sat at the computer and the first word he typed was beer. He was pretty young at that time. What, what are the interesting What else would you type? Yeah, yeah what else would you do? And he was extremely surprised that uh, out of the search results, there was zero Chinese beer and wow. zero about China. So his next search was China. And again, nothing. So, and then this experience really motivated him to bring internet to China and his people. So he came back home. He gathered 17 of his friends, real enthusiasts, and someone who was ready to invest in his new e-commerce startup. And this is how Alibaba was created. Uh. So uh, it began in Jack's apartment. And Jack Mao now is the founder of uh, this e-commerce giant, the stakeholder of Alipay as well. So one of the richest men in China and his business Alibaba, I think is worth more than Facebook and processes goods more than eBay and Amazon altogether. Wow. And eventually he returned to Harvard Business School, but this time not as a student, but as an invited guest speaker. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's that's it. That's uh, good a good one. That's inspiring a story of uh, Jack Ma. It kind of reminds me of the um, story of Adri Abraham Lincoln. You know, like Abraham Lincoln had lots of failures, you know, before he had success. Uh, but, yeah, that was terrific. Um, also, I love the idea that he learned English just by listening to the radio. I mean, that's just wild. He took uh, every possibility he could, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Poor family. Uh, just kept going. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 making kilometers and kilometers every day just to practice his English. So a real determination. Yeah, and so, so that uh, riding the bike, the 27 kilometers um, into town just to talk to tourists, that, uh, as you can tell, that stuck. Um, uh, so great little detail, that one. Just, just, just goes to show the lengths he was prepared to go to. So, Vico, in that story, what... What do you love to tell about? Like, what's the bits in the story that you particularly enjoy telling? I think just the the amount of setbacks that he could have had, right? Yeah. So I think it's just incredible, uh, right? The school, university, um, jobs uh, that he was rejected. So, uh, I, yeah, I found it fascinating, but also... Uh, very inspiring the way the determination never yeah. disappeared. Mm. So that's that's a part. Um, indeed, the part of uh, the love of English and pursuing something that was of interest to him and uh, uh, try making every moment, like every time possible, so uh, trying to learn English and uh, yeah, and improve. And I think the best part is is I think this mindset of uh, it's. It's, everything is in our hands, so uh, we keep changing ourselves, so we keep improving ourselves. And even the three times he, he applied to the university, so first one point, then 90 points, then 89, just showed uh, how hard he worked 
on himself yeah. to improve himself. So mm. probably these three bits of the, the story. Yeah, I noticed, I noticed in the story that there were sort of a number of groups of three. Right? You hear this in storytelling quite a lot, right? It must be just in the rhythm of how people tell stories that it just comes naturally to, well, it's obviously what happened in his life, but it just comes out really uh, in, in a cadence, which kind of makes sense to the listener at the same time. You know, the one nineteen eighty eighty nine. you know, it's just, I saw that pattern a few times in that telling. So yeah, that was good. What do you like yes, about it? And what did is... you like, Mark? Well, I, I liked how how Vicar built the character, right? And so we didn't know who this person was originally, and then there was a bit of a clue when somebody when when Vicar said, so they started calling him Jack, so we'll call him Jack. And then towards the end, you said Jack Mar, and that was when the penny dropped for me that it was Jack Mar, right? And uh, and so I liked that that bit of um, um, the the reveal, right? It wasn't you didn't kind of give it away at the start. It, it was revealed during the course of the story. So I really liked that. I really liked it because I had this moment to you know about two thirds of the way through. Oh my goodness, it's Jack Ma, and <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I probably maybe I'm just good. maybe I'm just slow, but I didn't pick it up earlier. But um, yeah, it was excellent. Yeah, that's always good. People like a surprise. People like yeah, the yeah. guess. I also think, you know, this element of surprise is quite impactful in, in any story, right? Yeah. And then so because people at the end, they can quickly relate. Oh, yeah, I know that person. So yeah. I heard that person. Yeah, then you sort of rewind so you can understand. Ah, yes, all those bits. That Yeah, that was Jack Ma. And you think, geez, he had a pretty hard life mm. <laughs> to get where he got. I mean, like, really? 24 people applied for KFC and he was the only one who missed out. <laughs> it's pretty bad, uh, isn't it? Yeah. That's when you would think a lot of people would just hang up the hook and go, right, that's it. I'm out. I tap yeah, out. You know, the point. bar is set pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get a job at KFC. Uh, Despite I, having great English. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's amazing. Well, you probably don't need it in China. <laughs> yeah. The, um, so what what do we reckon then would be some of the areas that could make this story even better, right? Like, well, what what do you reckon, Mark? What jumps to your mind um, in that space? Well, like many stories that that we that we have on the podcast, um, there is this story has the potential to be longer. Like, you could do this seriously. This could be a keynote at a conference if you held the stage for an hour. Or it could be it could be quite short, like you could do like a maybe a two minute version. I uh, put a clock on that, and that was about five and a half minutes. The the the, the telling. Mm -hmm. So so I, I yeah I guess this isn't you know uh, what make it even better. It's but in my mind I'm thinking the potential of this story. Um, uh, you can use it in in uh, many different contexts, and if you've got different uh, different amounts of time available to you. Yeah, I think we find this with historical stories. You know, there's lots of history that you can put into a story, but it's sometimes, you know, if you were to tell that uh, at a business meeting, you'd probably have to tell the shorter version, right? Mm -hmm. and, but the nice thing is, I, I think it's pretty easy to tell a shorter version of that story. Um, 
But yeah, I think it's it's possible to add details. You're right, Mark. So uh, can can go a little bit further in explaining his childhood. You can go a little bit further in explaining how he studied, so and how he felt uh, as well. That's a little bit of assumptions, but uh, and also the the last bit on the seventeen people in the room. You can keep the suspense a little bit longer on what happened, how they worked, and then they finally created the... Mm. Yeah. yeah, 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 that's right. Exactly. Um, yeah. What about you, Sean? Ideas for making that one even better? Well, the only thing I was thinking is that when, when you're me mentioning anything from your own experience that connects to... Jack Ma's experience. So, for example, you know, he saw the internet for the first time in 1995. I remember when I saw the internet for the first time and, you know, it really had an impact on me, you know, and I was using, it was before they even had web browsers, I was using this thing called Gopher. And I, and it was just like a, a text kind of printed screen thing. And, um, and I could type, you know, a book name and it would just the book would just appear in front of me from Stanford. And and I was just and it was like instantaneous. I just almost couldn't even understand how that happened, right? Um anyway, maybe maybe in the telling, um, you know, just drop in a little bit of your own experience, I think potentially could um enhance the story. I don't know. One of those things. Good to try. It'd be good to try out. Yeah, and that was one of the things that, uh, you know, depending on the circumstance, you can bring things like that into it. So I think, Vicar, you can um, discern from the comments that we've made that it was pretty well told because we don't we don't have too much things where we're going. Oh yeah, that we could usually be better Mark if. and I usually give each other a lot more. Oh yeah, <laughs> a lot more pain than that, right? <laughs> I have good teachers. I have good teachers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, I also like the fact, Vicar, that you 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 practice this, right? It's part of your, as you said earlier, it's part of your you know your daily leadership. Um, you know, when you're leading the the Mars the, uh, organization in 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 Poland, and um, I, I I didn't say this at the start, but one of the things I love is that the, you know, like you occasionally ping me on WhatsApp when you've got something happening, and you go, oh, I need a I need a story mark that says you know that makes this point. And we have a bit of a backwards and forwards, and I'm like, oh, podcast episode 12 or something. And I remember the time you came back and said, no, I've already used that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have some favorites, definitely. I have some yeah. favorites. I like what Sean said, um, you know, adding a little bit of personal, because I, I always kept, you know, the connecting personal stories separate from the business stories. But I think this is something that I can try mm. indeed to do in the business stories Built some some personal ones and yeah no, no that's a very good point. Because I think what it, it yeah it's it's almost like you're, you're revealing a little bit about yourself in a small just a tiny way and your pe your people would love it I'm sure. But what I'd love to understand, Vic, I'd love to give a sense of how, how have you found using storytelling in your business setting? Um, what what have you found works best for you? Um, I think it still remains a little bit uncomfortable, right? So uh, it uh, still requires practice and, and indeed requires intentionality, but it makes a massive difference. So uh, 
sort of Mark mentioned, so I've, I came to him a couple of times or even more with advice. So I found the connecting stories very important in, in my business life. I meet new people. So when I just joined the Polish business as well, I, virtually I had to introduce myself. And it was yeah. really important to create this first connection, a little bit of more trust to uh, you know a, a talking head on the screen that is going to be soon leading the the business there and mm. associates were very curious so that was a, that was amazing and I continue to do it uh, to to start with my personal connecting story but in, in I can think of some other occasions so uh, we have uh, in the business regular uh, crisis trainings right so uh, right. and I use different stories from from 9/11 so on how preparation is important but the other story that that is in your past in your podcast about the the security managers that help to to save people because they were practicing drills right and, and yeah. no one liked it and no one liked these long trainings when you need to practice hypothetical crises so uh, that's it helps people to set the mood for the for the day. It, it creates yeah a, quite an engaging atmosphere as well. Yeah. So uh, another time I used the story was uh, when we had to pioneer a project, quite complicated one. So I really liked the story about the creators of the containers, right? So the shipping. Uh, uh, yeah, containers yeah. And how how hard it was for him and there was some resistance uh, etc but uh, but he changed the world right so he changed the he, the way we uh, we do the transportation of goods nowadays so uh, and another one was about the gold mining so and when only together they managed to achieve and to find uh, the gold source mm. right when the, when the company would opens the access to information and uh, everyone could uh, could take part in it and uh yeah so that's that's what that's wow one. that's great they uh, just they just all pop off the top of your head there i love that i love that that's that's a real <laughs> real illustration that you're using this on a on a day-to-day -day basis that's fantastic we should talk about um how, you know where do we apply this story that you've just told vicar about Ma? like what what are some of the business points I think there's some obvious ones that jump out, right? What, what's the big business point, Vicar, for you, like that you like to attach to that story? The Jack Ma story. Yeah, the Jack Ma story. I think it's uh, the uh, the mindset of not giving up. That it's okay to face challenges and it's okay to fail. It doesn't mean you're not good. So you yeah. just need to keep improving keep working and learning from from the failures right uh, so uh, that that's probably the uh, the first one and the, the biggest one in this story yeah so. yeah that persistence and it's a real mindset thing right he, he seemed to have a almost like a little mantra that he would tell himself uh to to cope with those setbacks yeah, yeah I think and that was another just... little cadence of three yeah, the, go ahead. The well, three remind, that... remind me again, Mark. So, uh, yeah, I can't recall the, what the three were. Um, yeah. But, Vicar, you said things like um, don't give up, something, something, and something else. That were his three, like his mm. little mantra. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah persistence. Um, 
I like, you know, there's little things in there you can probably wouldn't make as an overarching point, but the fact that he drew together 17 people, you know, to, to 17 people he knew the, to kick this thing off, you know, it's very collaborative. And and also the fact that he could he could see, I love the fact that he threw little experiments of typing in a couple of search terms you know, immediately kind of almost like tested the possibility and went, oh, my God, there's an opportunity here. Um, I love that, too. In fact, you could you could tell that story. You know, you could crunch it down and tell just that story. You know, Jack Ma comes to the US. He sees a computer for the first time. He tries these things and bam. You know, that that could be a really shortened version of that story. But you don't no, get the, fact, you, you don't but, get the same meaning, right? But it's a different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, also you could so there's there's you could zoom in on specific many specific bits of that story. Like you know he applied to Harvard ten times and got knocked back, and then he got asked back years later to be a um, to 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 speak yeah. to the students at Harvard. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you could zoom in on that one detail, and so there's yeah, this story's got an you know it's got enormous potential. Yeah, uh, yeah, application. So, Vicar, have you ever, uh, in in your time in uh, in Mars Poland, have you had a, a marketing campaign or a product launch or something that 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 went south that didn't you know didn't turn out well? Gee, not, I, I guess it didn't she might be. She would never. I'm not to would... say no, but uh, <laughs> yes, of course we had. Yes, of course we had. I'm I'm just thinking that this story is also nice. Mindset preparation for these occasions, right? Yeah. So before kicking off something, it's okay to to take risks, to try, to fail, because this is only that way that you can achieve something something yeah. great. Yeah, so whether nice. it's a product launch or a project launch or a, yeah, a campaign. So uh, yeah, I heard a um like a another story today which has similar a feel about it. So um. Uh, the woman who told it was first job out of university was a mechanical engineer for Toyota. And, you know, she was given this fairly substantial project essentially to prepare the factory for hybrid cars. You know, and there's all these requirements for, for, for hybrid cars. And anyway, she did all the calculations for the bit she was working on and the wheels had to be, you know, sort of come in at a certain point. And if it didn't get it just right, you know, you know, it was like hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of dollars error, right? Uh, if you don't get it right. Well, she thought she had it nailed until the day they first tested it and it was off in a substantial way, right? And she just made an error of some sort. Anyway, she thought that was it. That was the end of her, her career. The, um, the, the, the head guy sort of came over to her and said, no, no, no. We don't blame the person, we blame the process. So let's work out what was the process, what happened, what can we learn from this? And all her colleagues gathered around her and supported her, right? And said, "This is okay. This is okay. Well, this is we'll we'll learn from this." And it just you can tell that that moment changed the rest of her life in how she saw error, right? Oh. From a, a person making a mistake to the process was not working correctly. Um, yeah, so it's sort of 
Oh. Some of the things you said there reminded me of that story, which I think is a nice one as well. It's a very nice one as well, the one you just told, that shows, uh, you know, the, the power of collaboration, but also uh, the the capabilities of a person to rebound after yeah, right, yeah. Back. So, uh, and uh, not, yeah, not going in the doom loop, but yeah, trying <laughs> to find a, a solution. Yeah. <laughs> because someone is supporting her because she feels that uh, there is a there is partnership in the business yeah that's, mm, all uh, those right. things yeah yeah it's probably the time where we have to give a bit of a uh, a score out of 10 right this is what we do for all our stories um and and i think mark should go first uh, oh yes, thanks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so, um, look, I, I thought it was a ter terrific story, well told, and I will, I will definitely be using that. Um, it's going straight into my story bank, and so I'm giving that an eight out of ten. Yep, eight out of ten for me too. It's a great story, story I'll tell, and I like how you can tell a long version and a short version of it. So, gives a lot of flexibility, and. And I do love this thing that you're talking about, about setting the mood for a project, for a, you know, like where you tell a, 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 a sort of a bigger story like that to set the scene. I think it then creates a language somehow. In, like even his mantras become mantras of the project, you know, and I think that could be super powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And and so and I, I also thought that was a really good insight because my mind was going, oh, if something happens, you can use this to to encourage people to keep going, you know, not to give up. But of course, yeah, there's that flip side. So that's one of the reasons why it's very useful to kind of get your stories out there and talk to other people about what they mean and how they might be used, because um we all have a you know, we help we'll have a view, but other people can help us see new uses for the same story. So uh, uh, really good. And if it's a little bit of uh, sometimes my measure for success, if I open something with a story and then I hear people during the day or the conference referring to it, this is where I think, oh, that was exactly what I wanted to achieve. I wanted to create this mindset linked to, to the example in this, that story. Mm, nice one. Yeah. Well, excellent. Thanks so much for coming on to our podcast, Vicar. That's uh, so nice. It's great to meet you. And um, and thanks for your time. And we loved your story. And, yeah, we'll wrap things up. Unless there's anything else we need to um, share with our listeners, Mark? No, I, I just want to uh, add a thank you to Vicar. Uh, it's it's long overdue that we had you on the podcast. So I'm, I'm glad that it finally happened. And uh, I look forward to catching up with you sometime, um, yeah, sometime in the very near future. Exactly. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And it's a pleasure to listen to your podcast every time. It really helps me a lot. So thanks uh, for all the support. Great. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to Anecdotally Speaking. And, of course, tune in next week for another episode of How to Put Your Stories to Work. Bye for now. Anecdotally speaking, was engineered by Dave Stokes from author to audio. <laughs>